The Supreme Court's decision to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade decision this past June was both shocking and frustrating for millions of Americans. In one ruling, a major pillar in reproductive rights was all but totally stripped away. Now more than ever, it's crystal clear there is a faction of Americans interested in enforcing strict, regressive policies throughout our nation. On this episode, we're diving deep into what the Supreme Court's recent decision really means and the impact this decision will have on reproductive rights today. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Keiko Talks. Tonight, we got, I don't even want to call it controversial. It's much more just frustrating, I guess, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. But um, we got a, a big topic that we're discussing tonight. And if, if you read the title, you know that we're discussing Roe versus Wade, which was recently overturned by um, the U.S. Supreme Court. In late June, I think around like June 26th or so, um, they the conservative majority on, who sits on the bench currently decided to overturn a decision which was made in 1973, Roe versus Wade, which is um, a huge uh, something they dis- discuss in all like U.S. history classes, basically, which was a huge decision made at the time to um, grant basically abortion rights before the first trimester in a a woman's pregnancy. Um, And that was a, that was made constitutional um, law pretty much. Um, So yeah, we're, we're discussing that today because it was recently overturned. And as we know, there has been a major conservative uh, backlash in the last few years following a certain someone's presidency. And, um, and this is just, it just feels like this is one, additional step in trying to really turn dial back the clock and just really get to some really regressive really problematic policies like return to that you know it's very uh, reactionary politics like people really trying to take it back to like the 1800s kind of thing so yeah we're gonna we're gonna be discussing that in depth today because we felt like it was just there's so much public outrage surrounding it. I mean, and even personal just outrage around it. Um, yeah, so we want to have a really, a really good conversation because there is so much information out there about Roe versus Wade and what's going to happen, you know, given the Supreme Court's overturning and, and, and all, and people definitely are, are fearful now of, you know, reproducing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we want to get into that conversation. Like, what, what do you think, Caitlin? just about in general about the what happened um I think it's just kind of like a step backwards in this uh country um especially for like women's rights I would say Mm -hmm. however I cannot say I'm surprised um especially with our government um and politicians that we haven't place currently. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to be citizens, I'll say, are trying to be progressive while you have these individuals who are older um, with a old school mindset and position when it comes to the overarching um, policies, I guess you could say, for the for America. And so you're allowing those individuals to decide what happens for the future of our company or of our country when their future 
is not much longer in this country, right? So, it is true though. Like, you know, you may have another, according to logistics and the uh, life expectancies of individuals in America, their life expectancy is, you know, not much longer. Whereas, you know, I have 50, 60 years to live. And so you're making decisions for me um, when you have, you know, maybe five or 10 years. Like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you don't well, have to live through this. Half of them on the bench no. got one foot out the door. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can barely no, walk. I love that. You, you know how to search the internet. So, you know. Let's put that on the top of this episode in the title, Making Decisions for the Country When You Don't Have Much Longer to Live in the Country. <laughs> I love it. I, no, yeah. but like, honestly, that's how our politics have worked is like, we have people, I mean, even Joe Biden is like, 80 something like Mm -hmm. these incredibly older people which don't get me wrong they have earned their stripes they have lived long enough but like you can't tell me that joe biden is sitting up in there really understanding what a 25 year old young black woman is going through can't nobody tell me 100 understands that we on two different life levels (laughs) you know what i mean like Uh you know and then let alone the like conservative older gentlemen on the uh the supreme court bench like at least joe biden has the the is a part of the party and has the group of people around him like at least telling him like this is what might be a black you know a young black woman's demographic or like interest the people on the bench don't have any of that not even an iota of that so like it's it's concerning you know 100 percent. yeah but before we get into this discussion, as we always like to do, let's give some background information. Let's get the facts straight, and then we can we can discuss what we think is going to happen. Uh, just moving forward, because that's that's really you know that's that's what we should be. That's really the concern now is just what does this mean for our futures? You know what I mean? Especially as women, you know, young women. Um, so just a little bit of background on the actual case of Roe versus Wade, because I don't think people really clearly understand what Roe Roe versus Wade, the uh, Supreme Court case really did and was. So as we've noted, it's a landmark decision case. So this was a a major decision case and it has continued to exist throughout the land for about 50 years now. Right. So coming up in 2023 would be 50 years. So basically what happened was in 1973, a woman they call her Jane Roe, but um, that's a fictional name used for court documents to protect the identity of, of the woman. She filed a lawsuit against Henry Wade, who was the district attorney of Dallas, uh, Texas, Dallas County in Texas, where she lived. And she was challenging basically a Texas law which made abortion illegal, um, except by doctor's orders. So she was um, or to save a woman's life. So he she was challenging that ruling that you could only have an abortion. You couldn't have an abortion basically by choice. That's what she was challenging Um, because abortion, I guess, was legal at the time only to save a woman's life if a doctor ordered it. Um, So in her lawsuit, uh, she alleged that the state laws were unconstitutionally vague and that it abridged of her her right of personal privacy protected by the first, fourth, fifth, ninth and 14th Amendment. So she wanted not only have her right to privacy, but her like right to basically make that decision for herself personally, not have the government come in and say, um, you cannot, it is illegal to have said abortion because we recognize life as a certain time and you have, quote, you know, expelled life, right? 
Mm-hmm. So at the time in ni- this, I think this court case started out in like 1967, but it, obviously they didn't make the decision until 1973. That's how long these things really go on, right? So the uh, Supreme Court decided in 1973 that it would al- actually allow the state to regulate um, abortions only after the second trimester. So the first trimester, that was the individual's right to decide what she was and was not going to do with the baby, the child, whatever, her own body, her own choice, right? Which now, which is why there's so much now about like at least allowing up to the first trimester, which is the first, what, three months of a pregnancy, you mm-hmm. know? So um, I think that's the part people don't understand. I think they think Roe versus Wade was just total, like all abortion legal at any time. But what yeah. it really is saying is, Second trimester, the state can intervene. First trimester, they they don't have a right to intervene, right? Mm -hmm. Which at least gives the woman three months of decision-making time, right? Yeah, and that's what that's the the abortions that we know of, anyways, within the first three three months. Yeah, Um, whether you like a medical, yeah, whether that's like you know, uh, you may know that through you know medical education or through legal stance, but I, I want to say that decision was rooted in some sort of medical decision as well. Yeah. Cause I think, I think at the time before first trimester is still, it's still considered the safest option for an abortion mm-hmm. is before the, the, the fetus develops to a yeah, certain exactly. point, which is before the second trimester. So I think mm-hmm. second trimester is probably when they were like medically, this is when the state can get involved. And then before then it's a woman's choice. Or it's just yeah. individual's choice. I want to just say women. Mm-hmm. I think in the first trimester too, typically the uh, fetus is more of like a, a, a bunch of cells. And so that's, it's also an easier extraction, I want to say as well. Or it, it doesn't cause for like necessarily an invasive procedure. Yeah. And um, I'm looking up on, if you guys don't know what Oye.org is, it's basically a, I think it's privately owned, but it's, it's, um, it gives summaries of all the Supreme Court documents, basically, and decisions and everything, even from like way, way back in the day. So if you want to know anything about Supreme Court decision, Oye.org, and it's O-Y-E-Z.org. They keep up with everything. And they put it in the description too. Yeah. But they what they ruled for the uh, for Roe versus Wade in 1973, the original, is um, under the 14th Amendment that um, under the due process clause of the 14th Amendment, it protects against the state's action, the state's action, the right to privacy. So a woman has a right to privacy under the 14th Amendment, basically. Um, so that's how they that's kind of how they like. uh they came up with that idea, or not I came up with, but they ruled that according to the Constitution, she has this constitutional right to privacy, so the state cannot just intervene, which was the sweeping law of the land or legal precedent that was set, right, for the entire country. So all states were following under that idea of the state can't intervene before the first trimester, you know? Mm-hmm. So an, a law, a state law that would just widely prohibit, you know, abortion. So a state law that was like you cannot have an abortion at all was would be against a law under Roe versus Wade, basically. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, under Roe versus Wade. But that's what makes this issue of them overturning it so problematic is because now you're allowing a state to come in and say, we can totally just, there is there would be no right to a privacy. A woman would not have a right to a pri- to privacy at all. So or, the first is gone. Facts. Or the right to decide what happens with her yeah. body. Yeah, because then the state would be technically what they, they call it as the state having an interest in potential human life. So the state would have an interest, I guess, in like this this fetus becoming an, a child. So they would have an interest in the fetus and therefore the life. You need to raise said fetus. But um, and and you know, obviously that gets into a giant debate because we really did get into the ethics of it all and the uh, and then what are the ethics of an unborn life and then an actual life here on Earth? You know what I mean? What defines an actual life? Exactly, um, because they keep referring to said child as this baby or this child, right? When as long as it's in the body of a mother, that um. It's called a fetus, right? First of all. And regardless of how you want to look at that, without mom, there is no fetus. Yeah. Period. And so how can you tell a a mom what to do with something that is technically a parasite inside of her? Yeah. That is something feeding off of her. If she was not alive or something happened to mom, then you have no baby. You have not even a baby. You have no fetus. Because it's not a baby until it's born, and until after a couple months, then it becomes an, a baby, an infant. Yeah, I just think a it's while a- it's a natal needle nate first, and then it becomes whatever in gestation. But there's a huge distinction. Yeah, people there's- are just like skipping over. <laughs> exactly, and that's why I think that's why this case came up in the seventies. Keyword. It's also important to note this. This issue has been around for a long time. So this issue is coming up. They were having these questions in nineteen late sixties, seventies, right? That's also a time of when more sexual liberation was coming into play, right? Like hookup culture really came about in that kind of counterculture. You know, I don't want to say just hippie, but like the like F D establishment type culture. That's when hookup culture came about, right? So like, there's already people starting to kind of not follow these like strict courting, dating, sexual liberation rules, right? And then mm-hmm. you get into the state having to ask questions of like, where does the state's interest or where does the state protect the quote unborn life, you know? And I just think it's interesting that they they really, they're not questioning this from a woman's right to choose perspective so much. They're questioning this from a, where does the state's interest lie? In what a, always gets me about this is that's weird. It's kind if of that's your question. Where does a state interest lie as far as a fetus is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Of this unborn fetus, then mm-hmm. why are you interested in the living being? I agree with that too. That's why I'm saying, like this mother who is, yeah, aka this mother who may need an abortion or who just simply wants one. Why is your interest not in those who are living? Exactly. In order to continue to procreate you must have living beings who are able to take care of said beings that are procreated let alone themselves yes so it's like it baffles me on if that's your main interest you have to first take care it's just kind of like you cannot offer something to someone else that you cannot offer to yourself first right if you are not taken care of then what can you offer to anything else same principle same principle 
So odd to me. Exactly. Very odd it's, to me. <laughs> this is such an uh, interesting debate, not even just because of what recently happened and that was inflammatory in itself. We could have a whole podcast on just why that happened, why it was mm-hmm. overturned. But this raises so many questions on ethics, on how we're not just, you know, where we consider life, but like, how are we treating life once, you know, once it it's, it's here? What are we defining as life? What about the mother's life? Are we considering the father in this? Who like, this is like, so this is so layered to me, you know, that's why I think when they just outright ban, you're really not looking at the layers. At all. But I mean, look who's making these decisions. There was not a single woman. Was there, I think, was it one maybe? Somebody, I saw something, it was funny. It was like the people who made a decision, none of them are fertile. And there was a woman on there, but like, she's like in her like fifties, if not probably closer. But like, but that's so true. It's like, why is the the people making this? unable to conceive or have a child does anyone know she voted for or against this i think she's she was put in by trump i believe so i i would Mm. imagine she voted for got it okay yeah so and i i want to say he's catholic or something i think now don't don't quote me on that because she could be and and that's another thing i don't understand is you know during the founding days of america right um mm-hmm. there was a huge uh i would say emphasis on separating church from state right mm-hmm. um and so i feel like a lot of people not a people the supreme court justices um as you as you will um were not looking at this unbiasedly it was just like well here's what i think because this is my religious belief kind of thing because why else would you vote for it to stay other than your religious beliefs Mm -hmm. Uh, for the life of me most people who say that is rooted in some type of religious well god said you know all life matters uh you know well but i if you look at it unbiasedly first of all from an unbiased standpoint, what you do with your body and in your home is your business, period, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, that stands. Um, unless, I guess, you're just nosy and you're just like, well, I need to know what's going on in your, in your body, you know what I mean? Okay. The only other thing would be because of your religious beliefs, that you just don't agree with it religiously. Or why else would you care? I don't know. I just, Which, I think it's also just as, it's just like, they try to like, I think they, they like get off on like returning to like old values. And I'm like, what is the old value? The yeah, old value um, was restrictive. But I mean, I think that's it's interesting that, you know, they, a lot of the Supreme Court justices agree on that, but it's older uh, Republican, if you will, or want to be Republican individuals deciding this for for women for example is mm-hmm. old men who yeah. have benefited from said you know yeah uh oh yeah Most i guess definitely. you could say advances oh yeah and here's the thing and this is what we all know statistically people know this this is not un- unknown like some of the most sexually deviant people in america are conservative people oh, for sure <laughs> like strippers will tell you it is older middle-aged men who is yeah. that demographic for conservative men for conservative people 
who purchase their services the most, who like go to these sex hotlines like the most. So their interest, they're like restrict trying to restrict somebody's like reproductive rights while also continuing to pour into more uh, sexually, you know, charged or sexually deviant like activities and industries. Yeah. And, and be the main one pushing an abortion on somebody when you have a whole wife at home, but you got, yeah. you know, whatever on the oh, side. On their wives. <laughs> like, the most obvious people I've ever been around have been conservative. Mm-hmm. Like most just like outwardly like trying to get with people knowing they're married, that kind of stuff. That yeah, conservative Trump supporting yeah. type people. Mm-hmm. But the first to be like, women shouldn't have an abortion. Yep. But, you but you've you already paid for yeah. somebody to have an abortion. You, you can't tell me your little niece, Bethany, hasn't had one. Yeah. Or you haven't sent your side piece to have one either. So or it's crazy to me. Had one. Like, or your wife, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, these things, uh, abortions come about in so many different ways. It's not just some, like, reckless, like, you know, trying to clean up a reckless act. It's not that. It's not just strictly that. And even if you wanted it, if you wanted it to clean up a reckless act, you should have the option to do that. That's what they're saying is you should have the option. It's not about trying to make people just like have abortions. It's having the option to. Exactly. If you desire to have said option, you know, mm-hmm. that's always wild to me too. Cause I'm like, they always, especially when it comes to wearing masks, they didn't want to be restricted wearing a mask. Or forced like, to have the vaccine. Or forced to have a vaccine, <laughs> but can't understand choice when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't there make sense. There's this tick that I follow. It's like this guy who goes around asking people, um, I guess spe- specifically conservative individuals, their take on um, like Roe versus Wade and just like different things like um, guns and. Uh, different like random restrictive things for men and it's so interesting to see um how people can like a lot of people there's some women on there too but how a lot of the men would be like yeah it's hypocritical i wouldn't want nobody to take my rights away as a man um because one of the things he was talking about was he was like so you think there should be laws to like stop people from masturbating he's like well i don't know how you would do that Uh, i just don't understand and like laughed about it but and then he um the next question was like but you support Roe versus Wade and he's like yeah I don't think you should have an abortion so I'm confused here yeah, it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's a hypocritical you know absolutely hypocritical because yeah. it's these are all aimed at uh restricting women so that men do not have the it's like enforcing patriarchy again it's oh for sure making sure that women are always held responsible for any sort of sexual act. They're always held responsible while the male in the situation, speaking speaking heterosexually here, while the male in the situation is uh, absolved of all responsibility. Because these rights mm-hmm. don't restrict anything. I, I would actually almost have respect for this more, seriously, if this included some clause in there, something in there that restricted a male's who participates, who impregnates. If it restricted their behavior, this stuff is not restricting any of that. So no at all. Mm-hmm. the this is it's totally a patriarchal control power move. It's all about like mm-hmm. making sure women like don't have access to a choice for themselves. For sure, right? For sure, yeah. No, I definitely think like first of all, I mean, me personally, um, 
I think the American government system is somewhat of a joke at this point anyway, but this really went on to be like, mm, yeah, okay. You know, there needs to be some serious reevaluation here. Um, However, they, to, if they were going to overturn, which they ended up doing anyway, um, they needed to me clarify a lot of things like what is a fetus? What is not a fetus that need to be clarified, which you cannot clarify if you are not a medical professional, which Mm -hmm. they did not get um, any type of education or uh, validation in their decision from any medical professional, let alone uh, women. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That just, that opinion is trash. We shouldn't even ask men. A lot of men agree with, uh, are infuriated by Roe versus Wade too. <laughs> oh yeah. I've because seen that. The, actually, um, women to having me. access to abortion allows for more hookup culture to exist, which oh, yeah. benefits men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, this does nothing for even you actually. For sure. Yeah, I've seen this thing also. It was saying how the vasectomy rates have gone up. It was like an article I was reading, mm-hmm. um, which is good for you know men for supporting women in that because you know, without the, I think the collective, this is going to be this this is just going to be very challenging to like mm-hmm. once again trying to get um, trying to get rights for women again. Like yeah. we've already been through this hurdle, and now it's just like again, like come on, bro. Yeah. I've had um, here, and this was really disheartening. They were like, "Why are we in 2022? I have less rights than my mom did in 19 like 80." Exactly, you know? and that's exactly. the really the truth. Like we like as we like continue on this like conservative backlash, like we are not even living in the same world freedom wise as our mothers, as our fathers. Mm-hmm. Like, they had more. Like it was easier for my mom to go get an abortion in the state of South Carolina than it probably is for us. Would have oh, been for sure. Yeah, we couldn't get one in South Carolina. We just yeah. couldn't. You had to travel to another state, God knows where. You know, let alone affordability. Like, who has the money to travel? Yeah, to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's just which is it's odd enough. Disheartening. I mean, oh, not us could have controlled this situation, but it's like. If I were a parent looking at this outlook, I'd be like, I would feel like I don't know what to tell my children because the children are supposed to be the future. And this is the past. <laughs> this is for rough, sure. You know, for sure. I definitely think, too, that like for me, like I, I OK, growing up, I never wanted kids. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe I do want like a little Caitlin run around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I've been considering like the idea um, I guess like over the past few years or whatever, like some days I, I'm a down, the other days I'm like, absolutely not. Um, but this, I'm just like, this is disheartening. Like, do you really want to bring a child into this world knowing where our, where this world is going? And this yeah. is not, to me, this is just like the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, especially with the pol- the politicians that are currently in office. I don't really think there's a difference between Republican and Democrats at this point. Like they're all one and the same. They have one mission, um, capitalism. That's their mission. Yeah. Um, in saving the greater race. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what they call a greater race. But, I mean, in a diminishing women's pow- power because. Yeah. Keeping patriarchy intact. Yeah. Historically, that that benefits capitalism. Um, um, well, actually, um, no. What actually benefits is having a bigger workforce, which is would have more women in that, correct? 
right? Yeah, they don't want women to be independent. They want women to serve their purpose and um, and keeping them dumb and educated and without rights and with with child makes them continue to be in the workforce. Yeah, and I think and speaking of what. Caitlin was saying this tying this back to capitalism this has economic effects too right so mm-hmm. when women are allowed when abortion is an option women can do what that frees up their uh, ability to go get educated to work jobs to continue on with life contribute to the economy not having uh that access if you know you're 22 you have something happens you have a child now you're raising a child, you're either dependent on, you know, you can try to work for yourself. You might not be able to get educated to get the education that gives you more job opportunities. So you might be dependent on a man or who, the child's father, you know what I mean? Or the government or whatever. Right. So like these things don't actually necessarily benefit the economy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you know what I mean? so, women being leeches or like people on government assistance and like women using men or whatever. And it's like, y'all are setting this. You you want this to go back to total patriarchy where men actually had to be responsible. Under mm-hmm. a patriarchy, it puts men at the head, right? So they have to actually be responsible for things. But you don't want responsibility. <laughs> what exactly. is I mean, here's what I don't understand. With this. What's Roe versus Wade in... in um, as a, as a as a law, right before it was overturned, mm-hmm. men didn't want to take responsibility for the children they had then. Exactly. So you really think they're going to want to take responsibility now that women are not allowed to get an abortion? Exactly. That, I mean, that don't. I mean, that doesn't change anything. <laughs> if, to me, if anybody should be marching first in line for Roe versus Wade, it's all the heterosexual men. All of yeah. them. Everyone who participates in hookup culture, y'all need to be front of the line because exactly. you cannot be asking any woman to sleep with you casually unless you're prepared to be a father. And if you're not prepared to be a father, then you should support legislation like Roe versus Wade, which protects somebody's right to choose. Which would absolve you of responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense anyway. to me. I'm like, <sighs> anybody should be marching. It should be Jake. It should be Jake and Chandler right up there at the front. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it kills me because I'm like, either that or we can get rid of hookup culture. Which one you want? Doubt it. No, no, that's, that's not happen. Jake and Chandler don't want to get. I think it also them. creates an environment where men think they can just do whatever to women as well. Yeah, and that, but that's what's effed up is like. You're taking away someone's right to choose with the right that choosing an abortion is a difficult decision to make, period. That's mm-hmm. not a decision to make. So you're acting like someone's just like, oh, going to have orange juice today. Let me go get an abortion. It's not like that simple. Yeah. Right? Oh, at all. It's an actual I don't think anybody wants to have that choice. Like nobody wants to go through that experience and be like, oh, I had an abortion. Like that is not bragging rights by exactly. any means. I think Most regardless people- of the fact of how you get to the decision of choosing it, um, it's a difficult decision regardless. Like, it's not a decision anybody wants to make, period. And the thing is, people don't realize most women, get the, the decision they get to to have an abortion is usually traumatic. A lot of times oh, it's yeah. over, or it's an or it's something like, oh, wait, I didn't want to, I didn't really like want to be this person, but this this happened. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you come to it either in even in like medical reasons, like ectopic pregnancies and birth defects. A lot of that stuff is trauma. That's how they get to that decision to Mm -hmm. actually physically abort the fetus. It's not just some like flippant thing. Like I think they think it's like, oh, I'm 
I'm just trying to cover up a reckless activity and it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. for I think from the male perspective, it seems as this like reckless thing, but it's really a serious decision. Oh, for sure. You know I mean? That a lot of men don't even take part of, you know what I mean? Or or they're like forcing that upon said woman um, mm-hmm. because they don't want to have the responsibility. And so, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of times women are left alone in that decision as well. As, exactly. So, you know, and how you and with that being said, you are not about to force any guy to to take responsibility for that. Exactly. I just this is what I say to it. If you're going to can if you're going to force, you know, people to have children and get rid of this protection for the first trimester, I think what needs a couple that is strict as strict if not more strict limitations on male uh sexual behavior. That needs to get regulated too. Like why are there no laws on the books regulating male sexuality, sexual behavior? You know what I mean? I, I also think too that like if we're gonna go ahead and be like, oh, this baby has rights and this baby's gonna dictate mom's life, then mm-hmm. dad needs to be just on the block right. as That's mom. Yeah. So that baby needs to go ahead and get a social security number. Y'all need to go ahead and run that mom some uh, child support, some food mm-hmm. stamps, some health insurance. Um, and I'm not talking about just any health insurance to her employer. I'm talking about universal health insurance where yeah. it's on the freaking government. Y'all need mm-hmm. to go ahead and give her a stipend for some good old child care. Y'all need to go ahead and give her some good old stipends for all the medical needs she needs to take care of. Go exactly. ahead and give her, slap her, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call them some stimulus checks or whatever. Because, I mean, what you don't understand is that beyond this baby being inside of you, that is an emotional, physical, mm-hmm. mental uh, bearing that you have to carry, not only, you know, for nine months, but then you are expected to take care of said child. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's, that's a lifetime. Exactly. That ain't no, you know, that don't stop at 18 years. And a lot of men don't even participate in the rearing of the child beyond mm-hmm. contributing financially. Even in marriage situations. To get the baby inside mom. Most yeah. of them, it, for some of them, it stops there, period. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which they don't even think about it as getting a baby. They think about it as getting off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. All their perspective. And I just feel like, I feel like we need, if we're going to have these strict, you know, things for women or whatever, we just need to make sure that male behavior is as restricted. Yeah. No, men need to be on the chopping block, too. And I think they need to feel the effects of this decision as well. It should not just be a woman's problem because it doesn't take it takes more than a woman to get there, get in that predicament in the first place. Um, Well, I think hmm? they can't do it alone. Exactly. So, I mean, they need to be on the chopping block as well. There's no way. Just like, you know, they say, you know, you have an abortion then you're considered. They're going to take it back to, uh, you know, the Middle Ages. We need to have. um you can't you can't call on if you want to date somebody you call as dad and you sit in the parlor supervise dates there will be no touching yes. there will be no like looking too long in somebody's direction none of that supervised dates i don't care what age you are all of it needs to be no, supervised. i agree with that no i agree with that i think that's that's only fair exactly that's if you fair. you know no sexual comments towards women on the street no cat calling at work, yes. you know, sexual, yeah, nothing remotely say anything that could lead yeah. to an impregnation needs to stop right there because at that point you're an accomplice to a crime. That's what I think. You know, it's also <laughs> mind boggling to me that okay, so you know, with this Roe versus Wade now, if you have an abortion, it's considered murder, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you get more time for having an abortion, for possibly saving your own life by not having said child, than you do, you know, uh, sexually assaulting mm-hmm. or the R wording someone. Um, that is mind blowing to me. Yep. That is mind blowing to me. If you're going to, to me, you're going to restrict women. Yeah. I want all men to be un, in or heterosexually speaking here, people who identify who are interested in all in sleeping with women, they need their actions need to be uh restricted as well. Because sure. the cult the male culture all lends itself to uh the R word. It a lot of it lends itself to these situations where women find themselves needing an abortion. Oh for sure. Well, let me clarify. I don't want to sure. say all male interactions lead to R, the R word. I'm not saying that. I don't want anybody to misconstrue. I'm not saying that. Okay. But I'm saying that the the way that male men pursue women oftentimes is predatory, right? And it often is this sort of, let me catch you, let me get you, you know what I mean, sort of thing to like, to serve whatever pleasure or whatever they're looking for. So if that's what's happening, like, on the male end, we need to hold them responsible for their behavior if something does come up where an abortion was will be desired or needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should be on the chopping block for murder as well. Yeah. That's what I think, too. And they should get, if somebody goes down, if a woman goes down for abortion, the person who impregnated needs to go down, too. Has much, just 100%. as much time. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. I feel like if society got to that level of strictness, they would reinstate it immediately. <laughs> I don't think no, for sure. anything that would. If it came to holding a man responsible. Yeah. Because the thing is, a lot of them would be in jail right now. A lot mm-hmm. of them. I'm like, I can think of a couple right now, just off rip, who, if, you know, something was instated as strict as Roe versus Wade against men, you gotta go, buddy. You would be serving some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and I just think they don't want to take. Then that's what that's what patriarchy is is making sure that men uh, stay in a position of power and privilege, even over yeah. something like sexuality. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. But anyway, so we want to we actually want to list uh, we want to get more into some of the statistics of abortion as well because there's a lot of misinformation out there about who actually gets abortions. Right, like we we're saying, people think it's this reckless thing. And it's just like people who are reckless getting abortions. But uh, some facts about abortion is women in their 20s account for about half of abortions nationwide. So women's ages 24 and then 20 to 24 and then 25 to 29 have the highest amounts of abortions, while women less than 15 and over 40 have the lowest percentages of abortions. And abortions have actually been decreasing. I want to say since 2019, they were saying that like abortions... Legal abortions now, this is because this is coming from the CDC. Legal abortions have been decreasing from 2010 to 2019. The total number have uh, been decreasing by like 18%. So people were actually having less abortions, oddly enough. So, like, I don't know why this legislation had to just suddenly come up. But uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, those are interesting statistics, as well as like mainly low income women and women. Uh, 
there's less than 4% under the age of 18 who actually do get abortions. Although I did, I had legal abortions. Now I do think the under 18 thing might be higher, but I think it's because they either might not be getting legal abortions or they don't report it at that age. Well, it's all kind of like reported like through the CDC. Yeah. Um, I think as a medical professional, like whoever's performing it, like the doctor has to report that. There's certain things you have to report. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I will say is, um, I, yeah, with being that they're under 18, it's, you know, parents, what parents say go kind of thing. And so, uh, on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see that getting potentially like, yeah, that data being a little skewed. Not saying that like, mm-hmm. this could be totally accurate. I don't know. I'm not saying that like, you know, all 17 year olds or whatever are having babies. Because I actually heard the teen pregnancy rate is actually declining too. And, and also too though, um, I think with the help of education as well as uh, if you're not getting educated, then I guess maybe social media. I don't know. Um, yeah. But also you have like Plan B's and stuff like that you can get from the store over the counter. Yeah, so, like, you know, that's, a, that's an easy, accessible thing for children who are living under the homes of uh, their parents. And so, you know, they just get the money and do that. That's obviously probably not going to be reported. So Yeah, that too. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's part of it, too, is like, like you said, those emergency contraceptives are a little bit uh, probably more available. Um. Versus just strictly an abortion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting that like, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, like the, the demographic of the women who mostly get abortions are people, women in their 20s, like 20, 24, 25, 29. So women in their 20s, which is a time in your life, when, which is categorized by being most sexually liberated, right? Like you, a lot of times you're living on your own. So you're like in relationships and stuff. And so you do, I guess, tend to have, not me. But like tend to have more casual like hookups and stuff like that. But um it in your twenties. But what's interesting to me is why what is the if you're removing Roe versus Wade and it's mainly mainly affecting twenty year old, you know, women in their twenties, what is the emphasis on making a twenty something year old woman have a child? Mm-hmm. Like what is that emphasis? And all I can think is again a power control move because your 20s is when you're like really starting out life trying to figure things out that's when you're probably going to school when you're actually getting your first jobs and doing all these things and move maybe moving and you know living life all I can think is if you want to like lock women down to children at that age you're just trying to prevent their future you're trying to like cut off their future you know what I mean yeah it's weird to me I mean I think it's odd too you know what I would like to know though I would like to know uh I guess like racially who's more inclined to have an abortion yeah i guess i guess legally because that's what would be reported at cdc yeah but um i mean like you know with in my personal opinion um with the overturning of roe versus wade that does not take away people getting abortions by any means people are just going to have them illegally and unsafe um they're just going to have unsafe procedures for mm-hmm. one. And for two, um, your individuals who have money and can pay said doctors to have legal ones are mm-hmm. just still going to have those. So, you know, it, it doesn't take away abortion by any means. It just takes the legal aspect of abortion away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just gives, just creates a black market, really, for abortions, unfortunately. You're still granting mm-hmm. those who have money, um, a.k.a. your white Americans, um, messing with your politicians, for example. Mm-hmm. The access that, I guess, is no longer legal. And then I think we got to also think, who are these women in their 20s probably having relations with, right? Either Older some white men. Oh, yeah, they're that. Or somebody their own age who's in the same, you know, financial predicament, predicament mm-hmm. if not worse, because a lot of women in their 20s be dating bums. <laughs> I mean, I don't, okay, don't want to, like, classify, but, like, it's, like, common knowledge and girl culture. Like, there is you have that one relationship with somebody who you're like, why are you with him? <laughs> like you're doing so much better than him says. But anyway, so like he, um, so a lot of times, you know, you're either with somebody your own age. Okay. Who's in the same struggle bus as you or somebody significantly older who might not be struggling financially, but probably has established another lifestyle life for himself. Right. I.e. a wife kids, a family, if not children, your age. So like, it's really, it's like, those aren't demographics of men who necessarily want to bring an, a child into the world necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> nine times out of 10, um, they're looking for a good time. So like, they're just looking for a good time with younger women. Why, why would you want her not to have access to an abortion? Yeah, yeah, beats right? me. <laughs> and I, I'll speak from my own experience from the, well, from men in general, usually they're never really approaching from the perspective of like, oh, yes, responsibility, a child. They're always approaching from this, let's have a good time angle most of the time, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Old and young and in between, all of them, don't matter what age it is, it's all have a good time, right? So, like, I don't understand why they would want specifically in that age category women in their 20s to like not have the the option to choose that because then it's like you cut off your you know potential at times of a future right mm-hmm. unless yeah. it's just some grand design to like try to keep women in their place like like young women should just be having children or something like that's just like right this is not a handmaid's tale honey this exactly. is not <laughs> If if that was the case, like I would have already been married and with like three kids by now. It was like we're twenty five, so I would have like Absolutely. been had children, and like would have and whether I wanted them or not, because there's a good chance a lot of a lot of like you know especially your older accounts of women, a lot of them are like I had said baby because I like was pretty much like <laughs> made to get married to, to Earl. Earl's my favorite like old. <laughs> old man name like they were like made to get married to Earl then they like got pregnant and were like I would have preferred not to but it happened and there was no recourse for me you know what I mean mm. and then it it limits their ability their social mobility at that point right so yeah. I think it's I, I really see this whole thing as just like a power control move you know what I mean yeah I really do because I'm like logistically. What does this do even for men who, if they desire hookup culture so much, right, and have benefited from hookup culture so much, 
How does this help you? It doesn't. I think this is like um like a a multifaceted uh I don't even know what to call it. Issue. Yeah. I think it's but like as far as the like the reason why, the justification, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, there's I think there's so many like layers to it. Um, whether it being like stripping women's of women of their rights. Um, I think there's as a matter of like religious versus state. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also a matter of um of like I don't know if this is uh, proven, but I think it could also be a matter of making sure that we have a population to sustain America and keep the poor yeah. poor and the rich rich. Um, capitalism only works with the poor middle and, and upper class. And you have to have a level of working class, poor um, and middle class, barely making it in order to keep capitalism alive, right? Mm-hmm. So this feeds into that because now you're going to have um, a mom who's forced to have a child who, you know, it's harder to get out of poverty when you have a responsibility. And once mm-hmm. you have your first child, I think, you know, it's more likely that you're going to go on to have another and another kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's just like the statistics are not always um, pleasing mm-hmm. to to the eye when, when it comes to like child bearing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So well, it's because the, the statistics always put the responsibility back on the woman. On the women, yeah. Solely yeah. on the woman, you know. Every time. And it just it they does, never include the dad. <laughs> never include, never, not one time. It's a you know even the original decision was between a woman it was a woman suing the state suing a man who really had nothing mm-hmm. to do with like why was the why was the county coroner in her business. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. our coroner, sorry, the county, like uh, whatever, what is it? the attorney for the county? Like, mm-hmm. why are you in my business? Number one, but like, why does what exactly? Why does that concern you? Like, what I it do with my child? It really doesn't. It doesn't. You gonna take care of it? No, exactly. Like, like have this child so that you can take care of it, so that like I feel good about myself. It, about I saved your life like or something. And, that Another sense. thing that gets me is like, though you are quote unquote allowing the fetus to live, right? No abortions are allowed now. So we're going to say hypothetically, all children are going to live. But that does not mean mom wants to take care of this child. So that child is likely going to be in poverty. That child mm-hmm. may likely be live a life of endless abuse, endless mm-hmm. um, like resentment issues, endless mental health, emotional um, issues because a mom and possibly dad do not want such child cannot mm. take care of such child do not have the financial ability to take care of these of this child and or children um then the government you know will come in and save the day put them in foster care which is no fucking better um in a lot of cases and put them in a different home for them to collect a check not provide sources to the parent so it's just like an endless cycle of like why it just doesn't make any sense Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. It's it's, I'm just it's very disappointed in America, even though I'm not shot. I'm just like, are you serious? Are you exactly. serious? I think this is the absolute wrong step, but obviously it is being made by a certain group of people who are known to misstep. 
Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so let's actually do a rundown of like the reasons people get abortions just for clarity. Because I do think some people don't. They think it's, again, that reckless, like, oh, one night stand kind of thing. Now I need to go run out and get abortion, which is false. Because nine times out of ten, if you really have a one night stand and it's really that reckless, you get a plan B. So number one. Number two. <laughs> um, because of an abortion is actually, to me, that's like a more long term, like, something you would think about longer before you just, like, recklessly do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you really have to set up doctor's appointments and you have to, like, set up all these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, so the reasons people get abortions, which I don't think this is not an exhaustive list because I'm sure there's more, but there's ectopic pregnancies, uh, birth defects, financial readiness, not you know you know feeling prepared to financially take on a child, being prepared to raise a child independent of finances, so not even necessarily having financial issues, but not feeling emotionally prepared, not feeling like you know, prepared as an individual, just where your life is at. Um, obviously, R word and incest are real. Those things happen all the time. Cannot deny that it does not happen because a lot of people try to like deny that too, which is asinine to me. And disgusting because um, it happens all the time. Because it happens all the time in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. And you hate to say this, but a lot of your like friends and like, you know, homies, whatever, participate, have either participated in this stuff or like maybe you've had these things done to him. Like that stuff is very common, right? Anyways, so unintended pregnancies, um, family planning, people just deciding right now they don't want to add another child to their family, right? So that's like a couple who could have already been married and had three kids and were like, we can't have a fourth, right? And then miscarriage, that's our list. Now, I'm sure there are other reasons and we don't want to discount those reasons because they're legitimate as well. But we just want people to understand that abortion, people get abortions not only because of just, you know, one night stands or whatever. That's what the driving narrative is. And I think that's just so false mm-hmm. to tell people, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're also like, as far as the Supreme Court officials, they're only looking at it one way in the... You know, yeah. I was being reckless kind of way, um, not taking into consideration all of these other things. It's just like, I feel like it's wrong because of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then um, this is what the, the results should be. So they're really, they're really looking at it in only one scope of, one, like one lens really, right? Yeah. Um, also while excluding themselves from being accountable, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. men. Um so, yeah. Exactly. It's disheartening once again. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, too, to, to keep in mind, I think, is, like, you have to realize they're only thinking about a family structure from one lens. They're thinking family needs to be mom, dad, you know, mom, dad, get married, then they have their child. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, leave it to Beaver, you know, the Cleavers. The American dream kind of thing. The American dream. Yeah. They're assuming that that's the one right way to have a to have children and therefore you shouldn't need an abortion right if you do it that way but as we all know and most of us even the people listening most americans come from some sort of broken home some sort of arrangement some sort of something that's not just mom dad and then the kids come right like a lot of things happen divorce happens um 
the infidel like infidelities affairs happen, like we're saying the R word and incest happens, miscarriages can happen, all sorts of things can happen even within a functioning marriage that um would cause somebody to to need an abortion. So you can't just base this off of some idea, you know, you're assuming you're they're assuming so much which is you rarely ever the case the it's leave it to beaver is the exception in America not the rule you mm-hmm. know what I mean so especially in today's time like yeah there is not this huge emphasis on like you know getting married um there's just not a huge emphasis on this whole American dream a lot of people are doing things very untraditionally having kids first and then getting married and getting the house or mm-hmm. um you know, however they see fit, which is your right, right? Yeah. Um, as an individual and having the freedoms, especially in quote unquote America, right? Um, but according to Supreme Court officials, you should not have that freedom. You should do the way they see it, and they their opinion is is the only opinion that you should have, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you get into another issue, I think, which is which is interesting. And actually, this is something they brought up in Handmaid's Tale. It's reserving sex or sexual relationships for a certain group of people, meaning mm-hmm. that in the in the uh, Handmaid's Tale, only really the wealthier, more noted men could have like handmaids, which meant they were able to have extramarital sex. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, when you restrict access to things like an abortion. Right. And then if you say, okay, well, don't have kids or don't have sex unless you're planning on having children. So then you're restricting sex to a certain socioeconomic group of men. Right. Only really. So you're stratifying sexual relationships or at least casually. Right. You're stratifying that for a certain kind of man who could afford to possibly have children in the first place, which in today's society really means you need to be in the. You need to be making hundred plus thousand dollars for the most part, especially in certain cities, to have children. So a lot of men who are effing around or sleeping around, I want to say effing around, would yeah, you would not be, you would not class up, you would not qualify for sex, for casual sex with women. I I think that would lead to a bigger issue in society is stratifying who is allowed to basically have casual sex or not. I don't think that'll ever happen because first of all I don't think men um while they should men are allowed to get away with murder so they're never going to hold themselves to that level of um self-control to do that I don't think for majority of them not all men I won't speak for everyone I know but I don't think they'll do it I'm just saying this legislation lends itself to that like idea like it's kind it's almost like alternate universe like a possibility of something like the handmaid's tale where it's only reserved for a certain socioeconomic status or a certain status of man. That's, that's, that's what they're, and then, you know, something that they really do say all the time is don't have, don't have sex unless you are planning on having children. Okay. So then what does that tell people that you got to be able to afford and be financially prepared to have reached a certain status to even have sex in the first place? That's what it lends itself to. It gets very handmade tale to me in that oh, for in sure. that respect. Yeah. No, I agree. So I don't think I don't think men are actually gonna do that. I think 
I mean, because dudes be literally like homeless on the street trying to like hit on you, okay? <laughs> Which is always wild to me. But like, <laughs> dudes will have n- not even a penny to their name try to hit on you. So like, I don't think they'll ever stop. But again, I just think I think men should be in up in arms too because I'm like this. They're they're this is an attack on your sexual sexual freedom too. It is. I think the reason why it's not looked at as that is because men can absolve themselves of said fetus at any point in time. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not interested in doing this anymore. So let me just walk away. I don't have to be here anymore. Let's just go somebody or stop answering the phone or, you know, just really upfront about it, whatever, however they choose to disclose. They're no longer interested in being a part of said child's life or the uh, growing fetus. Um, and they, they just walk away. I mean, they really have no baggage other than, you know, maybe the mom later on taking them to court for possibly child support or something like that. But, like, is it, sometimes it's like, is that even worth the battle, you know? Because then yeah. you invite, you know, the law to rule what's happening in your household and what you do with your child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a guy, they just walk away. It's nothing for them to walk away at that. I know. I don't know. I mean, I try to understand the male perspective. I just can't wrap my head around a lot of it because to me, to really understand their their thoughts, I guess, on this, not that all of them think the same, but to understand kind of, I guess, the, the way majority of them swing, you have to like really distance yourself and be uncompassionate in a way that I just can't as a woman be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to understand when somebody is making the, the difficult decision to have an abortion. Because I guess I just see it as, like, that could be my body. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I can relate to it. You know, I know what it is to have, like, for example, just, like, a cycle every month where I am, uh, my body is going through the process of trying to procreate, but obviously nothing's there to procreate. Um, mm-hmm. So I relate to that. And, like, yeah. having to, because I that is very relatable to us. Uh, because we are women having to make the decision to have an abortion, right? Yeah. Um, you know, that possibility is not far-fetched for one on top of also having being, um, being raised in a, a single parent household. Our mom was somewhat there in that decision and we were the outcome of that. So we see what could happen. And we were, I think, I think we were on the greater end of things, but that could have easily went left. Yep. I guess you just, when you are a woman, you just understand the uh, the real reality of this decision. And you understand that it's not something that somebody is making lightly or just flippantly making or whatever. You know what I mean? No matter how somebody comes to that decision. So I just, I guess I just don't want to like hear male perspectives on it. I want them to, if, if women are going to be... Uh, responsible or held responsible for this i just feel like they should be there should be something put in place to restrict them as much agreed 100 percent agree and to restrict their behavior totally if you're going to restrict women totally you really need to restrict their behavior totally too a lot of them will be in jail that's all i'm saying (laughs) if we were really restricting male behavior a lot of them oh my goodness would go Your friends would be your friends, your brothers, your cousins, your coworkers. A lot of them would go. A lot of them do a lot of stuff that is uh, sketchy or creepy or predatory or stuff that could lend itself towards something like an unwanted pregnancy 
or stuff, or if they have not already created unwanted pregnancies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's just, it's, I don't know, it's, I'm hoping that there, uh, that, that there is some, some policy put in place by the, uh, by the actual lawmakers, like, you know, representatives and Senate and all of that, and senators that actually um, protects women's rights to have an abortion constitutionally, not just what the Supreme Court has ruled in this decision. Um, so, so yeah, we'll wrap up on on our discussion on Roe versus Wade. Obviously, we'll continue to stay up on the news and stay up on uh, what is currently happening with uh, reproductive rights in our nation because that's something I think we definitely all should be interested in. You know, anybody who is of uh, reproducing age <laughs> should definitely have some sort of uh, knowledge of where your rights stand as far as that's concerned. And um, yeah, we're just hoping that hopefully it can be codified into law that women have the right to an abortion, you know, at least for the first trimester, if not, you know, at any point during the pregnancy for yeah. whatever decision they might make, you know, for themselves. Um, that that could become the law of the land because it's disheartening to see that uh, this conservative backlash is still going on and who knows how long it's going to last. Hopefully not long. <laughs> Hopefully, but it's I been happening, that. you know, a certain somebody's not even in the office and like this stuff is still happening years later. So yeah, true. Yeah. And I think Biden, he like made an executive order Mm -hmm. in regards to Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. I really haven't like stayed up on it just cause yeah. I, yeah. I I actually got it. But I think an executive order is very, is different than something being written into the constitution as law. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, I, yeah. I think it, whatever the law still is upheld, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm not really. That's why I didn't really read up on it because I was like, okay, that like does that really do us any good? I'm not sure. I have to read up on it, and maybe we can do it like another part to this um, yeah. on the executive order or something like that once we like look into it. But um, I mean, I'm sure it has some power. I'm not saying it doesn't have some power, but I don't know if he can totally like stop, you know, like Texas or South Carolina or whoever exactly from, you know, totally banning abortions throughout the state. I don't know if it can totally do that. But I, yeah, I especially think, since it's no longer a law, like it's up to the the governing the, states to decide yeah. what happens. So I think you know, like from what I I understand, I, I want to say the state can choose to uphold or not uphold. Yeah, it's basically what they did when they overturned Roe versus Wade is give the states the option to either to have the ability to totally ban abortions or to obviously continue to recognize what was set forth in Roe versus Wade. A lot of states are going with continuing with Roe versus Wade because they obviously see their their constituents are like outraged, I think. But there are some states, i.e. like Texas, Mississippi, who were just waiting for this day. And have been waiting since 1973 for this to be overturned so that they can go back to totally banning an abortion at any point during women's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Which I think, again, is asinine because that does nothing for their demographic, especially the lawmakers who are the main ones. 
<laughs> with like three and four like mistresses or whatever. Like, come on. <sighs> make it make sense. But yeah. Strange. Yeah. But yeah, no, I hope I really do hope for some type of um first of all, changes in our justice system and our government system and our political system because um, this just goes to show that there needs to be some serious reform here, mm-hmm. um, in my personal opinion, as well as there really needs to be a reevaluation at separating state versus religion, um, because those two things do not cross. Whether I'm religious or I'm not, that should not affect what said person, a.k.a. Sarah, is doing with her body and her children and all these other things, right? Um there also needs to be some serious reform on the systems that we have in place to help moms um, as far as resources as well, because those are just not in place at all, really, in America that these days. They're more inclined to take your children away and hand them to another family and provide that family resource than they are to help out the mom who's in need, unless mm-hmm. you fit into a certain category. So um, while I do not agree with Roe versus Wade, I do think it definitely opens the door for some major reform within a lot of different systems and um, resources and looking at the laws that we need to reevaluate and or need to um, create, really. So, And just for clarification, you, you don't agree with Roe versus Wade being overturned? No, I don't. I do not agree with that. I think it should be whoever's choice. I am definitely pro-choice, 110%, being that I know it doesn't affect me. Like, that decision uh, should be your choice and your choice, you and whoever choice that you you allow into that space. Um, Between those most medical professionals from a medical standpoint would also be pro-choice. I'd imagine they would be pro-choice just because how can you provide medical care not being pro-choice? Especially yeah. if you work on like a labor and delivery unit or like an emergency room setting where you mm-hmm. see somebody come in with a spontaneous um, abortion, yeah. um, just for medical clarification, the person is a in. miscarriage, huh? You seen the pain this person is in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can also see like the physical manifestations because like when you don't get rid of that body, your body ends up like you can get an infection, you can like become septic, like it's an actual. Like issue, it's not something that you play around with. You can lose your life behind that if you just let the baby sit in there. Because before the baby even gets to point the point of having a miscarriage, aka a spontaneous abortion, mm-hmm. um, it's technically like a parasite at mom. It's just like eating, you know, like taking all your resources to provide to said child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes the body just is like, nope, this is this is not it, or like detect something is wrong, and so it you have a spontaneous abortion. Um, but that that has to leave the body. If it does not leave the body on its own, it has to be removed, or you can die. Imagine having something living, or what was living, just sitting up there, mm-hmm. like mm, it's going to rot. It's going to become infected. It's going to affect other body systems. They can't imagine it because it is never going to happen to them. So they just exist in like a delusion as far as like (laughs) medical, you know, science is concerned here. Or like women's, really a women's uh, reproductive systems are concerned. They just exist in a delusion. Oh, for sure. And I think beyond a delusion, it's really out of uh, ignorance and uh, choosing to be ignorant. Education is readily available. It's readily available. So it's not that you can't become educated. 
Exactly. I'm, and I'm sure any medical professional would gladly tell you what the reality of it is. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So. And it's, I mean, it's not hard to find this information, period. No, it's you not. can do a simple search on like Google Scholar, which is uh, they have a bunch of scientific research um, from a bunch of medical professionals. It, <laughs> I mean, it's right there. You know what I mean? A simple Google search, you know. You can use yeah. Bing if you're not savvy on Google, like anything, <laughs> Internet Explorer. I mean, it's there. So there really is no excuse. Agreed. They don't care. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that. they exist in a power structure which allows them not to care, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, yeah. I think you got to realize about like oppressors is like, you can't count on them to have a conscience. Unfortunately, like you can't exactly, you can't count on them to like have compassion and concern actually for like your, uh, not saying that they don't always have it, but by and large, they have no interest in having compassion for somebody else because that would take their power away. Just always so weird to me because like, isn't that kind of like your job? <laughs> like you're representing for Supreme Court's uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're representing their America. It's their yeah. job to be as absolutely like they should be cover all bases, all types of Americans. It's their job mm-hmm. to be totally non biased, totally non, uh, not only interested in certain groups. Like yep. that's their job, actually. That's why they're put on the bench. But um, it's me. <laughs> obviously not. Obviously not. Anyway, I think that was a great discussion on Roe versus Wade. I'm glad we were able to talk about it, especially coming off the heels of such a frustrating and infuriating decision being made by the Supreme Court. Um, Like we said, it just feels like we're stepping back into some archaic time, like continuing to take steps back into archaic times. Um, and then even hearing what they were saying about trying to overturn like Plessy versus Ferguson, <laughs> just real basic, like civil rights, like just trying to get rid of civil rights. Like, Lord, what are these people trying to do? Like, you know, Clarence Thompson, especially, is a real disappointment in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, are you black? Well, like, what, what are you at this point? It seems like you're a sellout. It just, it kills me. I'm like, Anita Hill was really on something in the 90s. Because, or she was, well, first off, she, first off, we believe her because, like, As I'm we always some, like some crap like that from some dude, right? Okay, a lot of us have. D-picks, yeah, harassment. Anyways, so, like, she's been told us about this person's character. And, obviously, again, patriarchy wins. His maleness won because they didn't want to hear what a woman had to say about his behavior. And uh, this is what we get. Yeah, I uh, can do a whole another episode on him because he has truly benefited from uh from from his from male privilege, for example, um, mm-hmm. and being in spaces where he quote unquote shouldn't have not been, right? Um, mm-hmm. but he's trying to overturn the very things that has provided him the success that he has been able to access. So, um, or the access to the success that he has now, right? 
So, you know, it's like, bro, did you forget where you came from? Like, did you fall and bump your head or something? Which is brings me back to my point that I said in the very beginning. You were making decisions for things that you're not going to be around to see, buddy. Exactly. Like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. Please. <laughs> I also think, I know they appoint um, Supreme Court justices for life. I think, honestly, I know that's a tradition, but I think same way that I don't think there should be term limits for politicians. I sort of think they shouldn't be having 80 and 90 year olds up there because yeah. you can't tell me some of them aren't like half senile. For one and for two, yeah. how are your your opinions and your rulings going to be relevant? Like you're planning for, you know, 1469 when you were alive and that is no longer relevant. You can't right. even tell me who is relevant today in our society to make exactly. a decision for, let alone make the decision. Like, it's odd to me. But yeah, that's a whole other topic. I digress. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was our discussion on Roe versus Wade. Obviously, like we were saying, it's so layered. So you can really get into a million one different little tangents. But that was our discussion on Roe versus Wade. We will obviously continue to follow this as it progresses um, and hopefully progresses, not regresses, like we were saying. Um, yeah, any last words, Kayla? Anything else you want to say before we head out? No, I, yeah. It's, it's an infuriating topic. It's frustrating. It is, <laughs> it it is really yeah. It's very disheartening too, especially living in America because it's like, you know, we're quote unquote the land of the free. And I'm not, as, as a woman, I'm not feeling very free, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, let alone like taking away your it rights you, to bodily makes, autonomy. Exactly. It really makes you like, I don't even really want to be in relationships with someone who could impregnate me because, like, where's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going in, in that, in the event that that would happen. Like, I'm not going to be able to handle things for myself. I'm not going to be able to have yeah. the right for, to have that choice. So it makes me same sex. Like, it doesn't matter. I think, like, because you, at, at some point, you take that risk. Like, if something happens medically, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even have the resources to be like, oh, I can go, you know, get help from a medical professional. They're yeah. just as stuck and lost as you are. Yeah. So it's, that's not a guarantee. And for the, you have to go to, you know, the doctor, I guess, has to go to, I, I want to say like court or whatever, improve your case or whatever, and why you need an abortion and whether or not they can perform it. That's blasphemy. Nobody got time for that. You're, that's a matter of life and death. Yeah, a violation too. Yeah. It's a matter of life and death. That has nothing to do with like nothing. Like a judge's decision. Yeah. I agree. It, it so. makes you, I mean, I think definitely you know, you guys know I don't really, well, I don't date right now. And it's because I just ain't no good men out here. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> except for ocean, except for ocean. But, um, no, he's a dog um, too. <laughs> yeah, he'll dog you out. But, um, <laughs> so I, but even thinking about like the possibility of getting into it, I immediately just stop and like, nope, because I'm not taking that risk. I'm yes. not taking that risk at this point in my life. No, no. And I fit right into that demographic of the type of the average age of women who uh, would have an abortion. No, 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 no. Not doing it. I'm not. I'm just not going to take that risk. Like, mm-mm. so sorry, fellas, missing out on a good one. <laughs> you can thank Clarence Thomas for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was funny. Anyways, guys, we do appreciate you guys watching. Um, stay tuned because I'm sure we'll probably hit on this topic again at some point, especially yeah. with an update on um, possibly the executive order and, and if any other legislation comes into play. So, yeah, thank you for watching. Um, I know we did a bit of a tangent at the end, but this topic right here really gets your girl fired up. So, mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed, um, and we hope that this was also um, educational, because um, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to maintain educating people on this, know the so facts. that we can hopefully get it over, get this overruled again, you know. Mm-hmm. Or get some a constitutional law protecting people's right to an abortion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Have a great night. Bye, Bye guys.